Praise the Lord. Teaches us and uh, uh, give us uh, ears to hear and uh, hearts that are open to receive what he, uh, what he teaches us today. Uh, prepare our hearts also for worship today and prepare Pastor Joel uh, for his sermon. Amen. I'm sorry. Isn't it great to be in control? In control? <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> ask Judy. <laughs> That's a question you have to ask Judy. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on what you're talking about. Church or home? <laughs> Which one? All right. We, if you remember, we are still in the book of Philippians. We're about halfway through it now, so we should be finishing up in the next few weeks, uh, two or three weeks anyway. Uh, but what have we learned so far about Paul? Paul was a compassionate, joyful prisoner uh, of Rome. He was in, under house arrest here in, 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 in Rome when he was while he was writing this book, he was um, a very thoughtful administrator. He continued to have a say in the churches that he planted and, and would do that, of course, by the books that he wrote. Paul wrote several of the letters back to him, and they all have basically the same thing. It's the... the Gospel or the word of Christ and the, the doctrine of Christ and then the, the, what it means to us, how we go about living in that, with that time and with that, uh, with that doctrine. What it, and so he translates it into, into teaching. As I said, he was, he was, he was an humble cross-bearer, if you would. He was, you remember I called him single-minded, where his whole focus was on the gospel. Wherever he was and whatever he did, he preached the gospel, and and that was uh, that was his uh, that was his aim. That was his goal, and that's what he did throughout his life uh, after he after the road to Damascus incident there. So, in this passage, uh, we see Paul in this in in, in these eleven verses that we're going to look at today. We see him in a as an idealist, first of all, and we'll show, we'll point that out a little bit as we go along. We we see him as a perfectionist, and the perfectionism comes from living the following Christ perfectly, as he keeps preaching, as he keeps doing. Now he never thinks that he attained that, and we'll see that next week, where he says, "Not that I've not that I've attained these things, but these are the things that I keep striving for." And, and that is an example for us as to what we're to keep striving for. Will we ever attain perfection in Christ? No, of course not. Because we're sinners and we continue to sin. We continue to fall short uh, every time. But uh, his, his, his creed, Paul's creed, or his idea in life is, is you know, come from, that, from the song, from the hymn, nothing by myself I bring only to the cross I cling. And that's, that's his only hope. That's our only hope. That's, that's just, you know, that's the way it is. When Paul heard about the, the people in Philippi, and those were, he heard about them being harassed by false teachers. 
who deny the, the, the sufficiency of Christ and want to add something to it in order to, to bring about the, 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 the goal of Christ, of being a Christian. Who can tell me what, those, what that group was called? Do you remember? Pretty prevalent throughout the, uh, throughout the New Testament churches that Paul talked about. The people who wanted to do what? To say you believe in Christ plus Judaizers. Judaizers. The Judaizers. And they were, you know, these were the, these were the ones. He, deep, he was deeply disturbed by this. And uh, he, somebody, if you would, read 3, 1 through, four, one through 3 for us. And we'll get started. One through, four. See? 1 through 3. Huh? Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to man is safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. We are the real circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Okay. Thank you, sir. I meant three. <laughs> okay. So, Paul, when he says finally... He doesn't mean that he's finishing up. <laughs> he means he's only halfway through it. But, but it's like, but it's, yeah. But it's like this. Uh, it's like this situation. It's like this um, uh, thing that uh, long years ago, where I grew up, you were either you were either Catholic or or an infidel. You know, you, you or non non Christian. So I grew up in the Catholic Church and had a good friend who was who was uh, Episcopalian, and, and uh, we invited each other to, to go to church with us, you know, and, and uh, I invited him to come to me with me first, and we went in, and I told him, I said, if there's something you don't understand, just whisper, and I'll, I'll tell you what it means. So he, so he did, and, and each, each thing that the priest and the altar boys did on the altar there, uh, uh, he went, what does that mean? And I would, you know, and, and it went throughout the service, throughout the church, you know. So the next week I went with him, and, and we were in the Episcopal church, and the, the Episcopal priest reached up and he took his watch off and laid it on the, on the pulpit there. And I said, what does that mean? He said, absolutely nothing. <laughs> so when he said finally here, he didn't mean finally. He means, you know, he, he's, just, he's just bringing it down. He's only halfway through his letter, but he's going to introduce this new section. He's told them to rejoice before. He says, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. And now he's telling them in this in the first verse there, he says, rejoice in the Lord. And then of course he goes on to say, to write the same thing to you is is, you know, me is is nothing to me. He repeats this admonition. He had already told them in, in chapter one, verses twenty-seven and twenty-eight, and in chapter two, verses four and fourteen through sixteen. But he tells them again, because he's going to get specific at this point. <clears throat> if you notice how the letter, or the tone of the letter changes at this point. Before it was, it was joyful, it was, it was you know, I, I, I rejoice that, you know, even the people in, in, in uh, Caesar's household know him now. The centurions, the, the, the praetorian guard we talked about. All of these people, and it's, and it's all this, this uplifting thing. But all of a sudden, there in verse 2, he starts in on a different tone. 
he says, look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. These are pretty harsh terms. A dog back then, you didn't have lap dogs. <laughs> you know, you didn't have cute little Maltese animals that you, pet, you know, that you pet and love and put inside and put, build a house for. They were the ones who, you know, you, you'd throw the scraps off, the dogs, uh, off to the dogs. These are the ones where the, you know, the, 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 the woman asked for, for help and he said, I, you know, I don't, give help to the, I don't give help to you all. You all are, you know, you're just scum. He said, well, he says, you, you do for the dogs, so do for me kind of things, you know. So that was the lowest of the low, basically. And, and he, you know, for the evildoers and for those who mutilate the flesh. He's talking about the Judaizers here. He's talking about the ones who come in and, 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 and say <clears throat> in, in, in strong, vigorous language, he's, he, he, he is saying to them, he's warning them about the false teachings and what can happen. And he cannot emphasize the, this, this enough, or Paul can't. The, the Judaizers were, as I said, in all of the churches that, that Paul usually wrote to. They were a group of the people who believed that, that Christ was a prophet, maybe, or that Christ was this and that he came, but they couldn't get rid of the... The, the traditions, the rites, the, the, the other things. That, so they said that you, you know, in order for you to be truly believe, uh, saved or believed, you have to believe in Christ plus be circumcised, uh, observe the, the law, the law that couldn't save them on their own, so he, they, they sort of pinned it with Christ. Well, what did, what was the, the, the instructions that they received or that the, that the disciples received earlier when he said, when Jesus said, if anyone comes preaching anything except Christ and, 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 and his gospel, kick them out. Get them out. Because they are leading to, to ruination. To, 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 so and you have to remember here, too, that this was a time when the Christians were considered to be, in a lot of cases, a sect of the Jewish faith. If you lump all the Protestants together, you know, you have, you have uh, Baptists, Presbyterians, Episcopals, Lutherans, so on and so forth, and each of these are different. Well, if in the Jewish church back then, you had the Jews and the Christians, but they were all under the same umbrella as far as the thought pattern of the people went, okay? They had not, as, as Christians, had not been around long enough to be considered a Christian church yet. But then when you look at the doctrine and as you go through the, 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 the you see where they are different, totally different. And that's what Paul is trying to emphasize here. You remember Peter and Paul both fought that fight in Jerusalem, at the Council of Jerusalem, where they were talking about, you know, talking to the Gentiles or going to the Gentiles. No, we can't do that. We can't do that. We've got to stay within our Jewish brothers and sisters. 
We've got, you know. So, but what did Peter and Paul do? They went to the Gentiles because they were being led by, by Christ and by, you know, and, and, and they, you know, and they went off to, to do that. So Judaizers were saying that you must believe in Jesus and something else. Do we still have that problem today in the world? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, there are always those who want to say, you know, I believe in Jesus, but that's not enough. I believe in Jesus, but I have to do other things to make myself, you know, to, to make myself uh, more acceptable, if you would. So here he's talking about, or, or he's calling them the, you know, the, the dogs. Uh, we'll, we'll look at each one of these things. Dogs, the Orthodox Jews call the Gentiles dogs. And the, the dogs were, the, as I said, the lowest of the low. So he's comparing the false teachers there in Philippi to the Gentiles, which is pretty bad all in its own. And then the, and then the dogs after that, you know, I mean, it was, uh, he's, he was, he, you know, he was saying to them that they are the troublemakers and carriers of this dangerous infection. Because dogs, like I said back then, were not clean little animals that you love to have around. They were the scavengers on the streets and, and around, and, and, you know, they would, they would eat the things that people would throw away kind of things. He also calls them evildoers. Um, these men taught that the sinner was saved by faith and good works, especially the good, luck, the good works of the law. Because again, it comes back to the to the Judaizers. They did not understand that you know that the law could never save anyone. It never saved anyone. It was because no one could ever follow the law. And if and if you break one, you you break them all. Um, and and Paul points out that the the good works that they do are really evil works because they're performed in the flesh and not in the spirit. And, 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 you know, that they glorify the workers, the doers, and not Christ. And, and again, he's, you know, he, he's saying that, that, that no matter what our good